This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. If you have a green thumb or have always wanted one, then get ready for Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, hosted by Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Garden Talk aims to introduce new ideas, help solve problems, and keep you up to date on the latest developments in the nursery and landscaping industry. Call in now with your gardening questions, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Now, here are your Garden Talk hosts, Ken, David, Mark, and George. Good morning, San Diego. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I am Ken Anderson, along with David Ross and Mark Mahady. George Allman has the day off today. We're going to be talking to you about all kinds of stuff going on in your yard and garden. Good morning, guys. Morning, bud. Good morning. It was incredibly clear at my house this morning when I walked out. It was unbelievably inc- clear. It was in. Incredibly and unbelievably clear. Well, I believe it, but it was very clear at my house as well. Not so much at Mark's. Yeah. Oh. And Schlepprock. You know, it was a lot of clear. Cloud cover. The, the moon straight overhead and the stars this morning. Mm-hmm. And uh, it wasn't, it was cool, but it wasn't cold. No, it was way, nice. On my way to work, it was uh, clear. And then as soon as I hit Miramar, every single morning, it seems like there's always the little patch of fog right there. So that's just for me personal i don't know how you guys well it was i, 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 got, I had nothing i oh. mean it was and i didn't see the moon either i i could see orion straight it straight up, it, it was that's funny you should mention that because i missed it the day or the night or two before because i or the morning before because i did you see the moon no i didn't but the stars looked amazing they and the did. planets is that venus in the eastern sky i don't know if that's venus or jupiter because there's one in the western sky too it's a big so, planet yeah, and uh as bright. i was coming west to see you guys and to get here is dropping down the hill by San Diego State is where it got foggy, but it was above me all the way through Mission Valley or through the valley until I got up on the 805, and then it got thick. And then when I got off at Murray Ridge, yes, I had to slow down to 20 miles an hour. That's slow. And I drove That's right past Mark's, Mark's Street because I couldn't see. <laughs> couldn't see it. And then all of a sudden, there's big buildings around me. I go, oh, oh, no, this is not where I belong. Uh, one last thing. Uh, do you know what they say about Orion, right? No. Uh, it's a waste of space because it's shaped like a waste. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I give that joke three stars. Oh. Uh, yeah. you're, uh, you're generous. <laughs> Thank you. Exactly. My, my kids call it the rhino's collar. It's Ryan, Orion's belt, oh. and when they were kids, they call it Rhino's collar, and now they do it as a joke. But I always want to make sure that they understand that it is Orion's belt in case they're out in public and speaking to somebody. Hey, there you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Garden classes today, uh, October seventh, um, in San Diego. It's going to be fall bulbs with Kathleen, and, and that's at nine o'clock. And Poway at nine thirty. It's going to be native plant. Planting and Design with Renee Murphy, formerly of Moosa Creek Nursery. Uh, probably one of the best native plant growers in our area, for sure. The amount of stuff that they have, um, is, it's mind-boggling. Yeah, if you go to their website is. and look at what they grow, they don't, they don't always have everything available at, at one right. time, but man, they grow a lot of stuff. Um, 
next weekend, uh, October 14th, it's going to be Houseplant Care with Sabrina in San Diego at 9 o'clock. And 9.30, it's going to be Nature's Geometry Succulents with Ray with Russell Ray. I am not familiar with him. I'm going to give so, you the blank stare. Look over at George. See, he always has that info. <laughs> exactly. Oh. But. Whoops. Uh, we'll find out next week. Well, have you seen any of those shows like on uh, National Geographic or something with the, the patterns in nature and in, in leaves and in rosettes and in the new growth and in all of the different? Yeah. Have seen, you seen? It, it's seen fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, it can be. What's that one? Um, that one agave that Monrovia was trying to grow. The, the spiral, spiral one. Yeah, spiral one. It was yeah. Cool. Agave spiralis or was it allospiralis? I want to say it was like polyformis or something like that. I can't remember, but it was a spectacular plant. Unfortunately, not easy to grow. That's why there's not very many of them around. I think it likes cooler areas or something. Maybe, but it's a... I'll have to ask Corey about that the next time I see him, see if they're still trying to do that or not. Um, But it's weird. I guess when it first starts growing, it doesn't have that pattern to it. That pattern only develops as the plant matures. So, kind of interesting. Um, So you'd have to start it and, and... Keep the crop there. And go, oh, it's not working. It's not working. Oh, it will. Just be patient. Just be patient. It'll look really cool eventually. Yeah, nobody has that kind of patience. No. Not anymore. No, it has to be instant. Maybe not ever, but. Uh, let's see. What's going on in Balboa Park this weekend? Uh, Floral Association has something big going on. It started yesterday and going on today. It's um, birds, bees, flowers, and trees. Um, that's in room 101 and on the patio at the Casa del Prado today. And then tomorrow is the American Begonia Society show and sale from 8 to 6. That's going to be in room 101. And is, is there any description of what birds, bees, flowers, and trees is? It's kind of all-encompassing, I would say. It, it, I would say so. Uh, and then next weekend, starting Friday, uh, it's the California Native Plant uh, Society show and say, or sale, and that's Friday, Saturday, and Friday and Saturday um, in Balboa Park next weekend. Mm. Um, Have you enjoyed the warmth of this week? It's been hot. It really has been hot. It's been hot. Uh, it was, it, uh, but it cools off at night, which is nice. Correct. That's so, correct. all that matters. As yeah. long as it's cool for sleep time. As long as I don't have to turn my air conditioner on, I'm yeah. in good shape. We uh, harvested mushrooms off of our oh grow pack that we started last i guess it was last week you still haven't started yours have you i put it i told you i put it on the table but you didn't i'll didn't, slit it i'll slit it when i get home you today. gotta <clears throat> force all the air out of the bag too and then um before you slit it but i couldn't believe how fast they grew it, i have to why do you have to force the air out of before you open it to let air in read the instructions Okay. <laughs> they they tell you just to push the extra air out, and then you then you make the slices on the side of the bag. So you makes it easier to cut into the block. You I think? don't. I don't know. All right. I will. I will read the instructions. I just followed the, just the instructions. I just so. followed the instructions, and they grew like crazy. So I David doesn't. Believe. David doesn't like to follow instructions. Yeah. I. I, well, I don't listen. Well, I mean, point. it's not we a matter of not following already, didn't we? Yes. We, but we well, must. Melanie must have cut. I don't know, maybe a pound of mushrooms off of the thing last oh, night. Wow. I mean, they were they were huge, and we'd go to work in the morning. We'd come back in the evening, and they would practically double in size wow. during the day. It was 
it was fascinating. It was it was amazing. The pictures looked amazing. Yeah. So uh, and that we only did a half of it. So Blake's get well when well we leave tomorrow uh, for the trade show and then sometime sometime next week Blake's gonna slice the slice the bag open and get the get the next side started. So it's a so you only pretty, did the one side. We only did one side because yeah. doesn't it say to do put it on both sides? The slits? No. Oh, no. it did say start with just one side. No, but what you that's just the way we did it. Um, gotcha. It was kind of there. It, it said that you you put you put slits on the side and they recommend four slits. OK, well, is that four slits per side or hey. so we just did four slits on one side. So Blake's going to slice the other side while we're gone. And then we'll have them when we get home. So there's some ambiguity in the instructions in you that want me particular, to read and follow? In that particular part. But, okay. uh, but it worked. Um, and they, they were really good. I was I was very, very, very pleased with uh, how good they are. And if you like mushrooms, man, it's a super easy. They're super easy to grow. I mean, you, right. you don't really need to do much at all um, once you... Once you get it set up, you just let it go. You have to spray it with water every once in a while, but that's about it. They grow like crazy. I happen to have some water and yeah. spray bottles that I could use to, to well, do just that make, with. Just make sure you don't get one that's got something else in it. Exactly. You're reading my mind. Yeah. I, I think that's water in there. You might want to buy a, a, a new, just make sure that it's not just a bad water. Idea. <laughs> um. I saw I saw an interesting article yesterday when I was um, making some notes for the making some notes for the show. And it was, what's the difference between a weed and an invasive plant? Perception. Well, so weeds are usually thought of as native plants that we don't want in areas such as landscapes, fields, and vegetable gardens, either because they reduce economic output or they are considered aesthetically displeasing. Invasive plants are generally non-natives that infest natural ecosystems and can become problems. There are four distinctions between a weed and an invasive plant. First, first is how they are introduced to an area. Weedy plants in gardens, landscapes, or other agricultural fields are usually accidentally introduced. While that is sometimes true for invasive plants, they are more often intentionally introduced as ornamental plants for aquarium use or for food or fiber purposes. Next, weeds require human disturbance, such as tilling, to establish and flourish in an in an area, invasive plants do not require any human assistance to grow and spread. Invasive plants tend to be more persistent in an area once established and don't require irrigation or fertilization, so are capable of growing and flourishing in areas without human assistance. Uh, finally, most weedy plants grow on land as annuals or herbaceous perennials, but invasive plants can be aquatic, parasitic, vining, woody, or herbaceous. Their life cycles range from annual to perennial. So I thought that was kind of interesting. I usually I, tell I you too, but I I take exception with the weed, the with the original definition of the weeds are uh, native. Usually, it's a, well. When I think of weeds, I'm thinking about grasses and dandelions and oxalis. And I don't are any of those uh, dandelions are native. Are they native here? Yeah, there's a couple of different there's a couple of different forms. One of them is. Um, I can't remember which one it is, um, what the name of it is, but it's actually fairly rare. So, but yeah, well, I usually tell people, you know, they come in and they say, well, what, it, I want to know if this is a weed. Is it, grow, <laughs> is it growing where you want it to grow? No, then it's a weed. Then it's exactly. a weed. Yeah. Yeah. That was always my definition. Yeah. If, if it's growing someplace you don't want it to grow, yeah. then I would say it's a weed. 
Right. If you like it and you and you want it to stay, then it's not a weed. Right. So anyway, I won't, I won't take exception with the invasive species things, but it kind of depends on what list it's on, whether it's an invasive species. Or well, that and and then there's there are different people with different lists too. Correct. And uh, the what is it? NGO, non-government organization. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of those out there that really they put out their opinion piece, um, but it's not necessarily what that not necessarily very, what is going very on. Very well tap danced around, Mr. Anderson. Thank you. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. If you want to give us a call today, we would love to talk to you. 888-344-1170 is the number. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we're back. With more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, I am Ken Anderson along with David Ross and Mark Mahady. George Allman has the day off this week. Uh, he did give me the 2024 fruit tree list, just a brief list, not the... Not the detailed. Not the detailed right. list. Um, but that, that This is, is more of a working document that we Tentative have list. Uh, looks like we're going to get about 16 different varieties of apples in, uh, six different apricots, Three different apriums, seven cherries, five jujubes, which is about five more than we need. Um, seven different types of cherries? Seven different types of cherries. Yeah, I uh, remember when you didn't yeah, even sell cherries. Exactly. And now we've got seven different ones. One, two, three, uh, five different types of mulberries, which we do have some mulberries in stock already. We got some of the potted ones. The from, sleeved ones. Yeah. From Cook. Do you remember which one we got? I think we got in some of the Cooks Pakistan. We got in some of the Persian. I'll, I'll, I guess not. I'll get you. No, I did not. I didn't unpack it. But I, I think there's two or, th or three or four varieties. Let me, I will get those for you okay. momentarily. Uh, looks like nine different nectarines, uh, uh, nectar plum, 16 peaches, one plum cot, three pluaries, uh, seven pears. Looks like seven different persimmons. I think we got persimmons in too, didn't we? We did. Yeah. Um, and that's another one. We we used to sell two yeah, persimmons. Exactly. We sold hachias and fuyus, and that right. was and that was, was it. it. And yeah. now we have seven different varieties. The uh, the mulberries we got in Persian Cooks Pakistan, uh, the dwarf, the black beauty. Those are the the okay. varieties. Um, nine different nine different plums. About seven different pluots, uh, quince, three different kinds of nuts. We um, 
some pistachios and an, an almond. Um, about 10 different four-in-one, three-in-one, or well, there's a six-in-one. Um, low chill, apple, lots of uh, four-in-ones, three-in-one of different things. Um, and that's what we're looking at. So should be a good should be a good season uh like i mentioned we did to get the we did get the early order of stuff in from from ellie cook there's a few ornamentals in there too but i was i was shocked at how big those plants are and those in the sleeves and those sleeves they make I mean, nice trees almost immediately yeah the those willows are those willows have got to be six feet tall the, the corkscrew the willows, corkscrew willows. Oh, that's cool and yeah. most of the the cooked stuff that we're talking about right now is only up in Poway. Poway, but there are some of the jujubes, the I think two varieties of jujubes we got in at both stores. But it was very limited. We we only got a fraction of the jujubes that we ordered. That we wanted. Yeah, I, I told them to hold back because you didn't like them. <laughs> we we could have gotten more, but I you know, I didn't want to push my luck. And now if George were here, he would be telling you as we talk about the fruit trees in the list about an upcoming garden class and he would know the date that tom spellman is going to be presenting the monday evening up in poway and actually i have that power too i didn't realize um he's going to do an evening class up in poway and on the 13th of november monday evening the 13th of november so that's coming up yes uh Significant date. It was the day Felix Hunger was asked to leave his place of residence. <laughs> oh, okay. is that was that the day? <laughs> yeah. Oh, from the Odd Couple. Wait, yeah. wow. Way to go, going, Mark. That's going I, way back. I remember those things. If you want to give us a call, eight 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 three four four eleven seventy is the number. Uh, got an update on HLB. They found two infected trees in Santa Paula, so now there is a clamp down on citrus in ventura county and as well the area Jeez. around um santa paula it, it has not been found anywhere in any commercial um growing operations Still. as far as i know it's just in it's just been in residential areas well i guess that's a good i guess that's a good it thing is good but it's it is a not, good thing yeah. but it's also an opportunity for us to yeah tell people pound the yeah. drum and remind people with backyard citrus that we have to Take control our silids, the keep, Asian citrus silid. Keep an eye on keep an eye on your plants if um, and uh, don't don't move stuff around. I mean, just spray, just yes. spray, spray it, get it under control. Don't move it around. Don't don't take don't take it. To don't aunts, take fruit to people's to house. Selma and, in Ventura. Yeah, yeah um, just leave it where it is. Uh, let's see what else is going on. And if you're not sure, a lot of people don't treat because they're not sure. Is this the psyllid? Is it not the psyllid? If you're using the horticultural oil, it really doesn't Doesn't matter. matter. Just spray the the trees twice a year with horticultural oil. At least do that much, and that'll help. Correct. That will. You know, talking about spraying, I was talking to George about it yesterday. Um, Carbaryl has gone off the market. And I knew that it was go- I knew that it was going off the market, but I didn't realize what had actually happened to it. And back in August, on August first, twenty twenty, it went on the restricted pesticide list in California. You cannot sell 
Carbarel, which used to be called Seven. Seven. Right. Um, you cannot sell Carbarel unless you're a licensed pe pesticide dealer, and you cannot apply it unless you're a licensed pesticide applicator. I was telling Jordan, I said, I remember when we used to dust our cats with it. Yep. You and know, chickens. And so chickens and, and dogs. Um, Everything. And now it's apparent. And when that on the and on the August first deadline, that was it. There was no sell through. It was right. it was Gone. done. You had to take it if you had it. You had to take it off the shelves and properly dispose of it. Now I, uh -huh. I think it would be important to mention now seven is still out on the market, but it is no it longer is, it Carboral. Is, it is no longer Carboral. Seven is the trademark name, so they can sell whatever they want under that name. So it gets very confusing. We yeah, have some confusing. seven on the shelf. We mm -hmm. just got in some granular seven for. Uh, for crawling insects, but it is not. It is not carbaryl no. anymore. Well, it's it, and we, as we've mentioned before, it's the same thing with um, bonite eight. Right. There's like five different bonite eights, and not all of them are the same. It's it's a different product. You know why they called it eight? It's because it's better seven. than seven. Yes. Yeah. That's what they're now. Yeah. <laughs> now it's the same since seven is no longer seven. Yeah, it, it is the same or similar in many instances. Yeah, it's crazy. You know what I was I, when I was looking around yesterday. One of the things that kind of struck me that you don't—I haven't seen a problem with it in a long time, and maybe it just burned itself out—is oleander scorch. When was the last time somebody brought in an oleander with oleander scorch on it that you can remember? Granted, there's not that many oleanders left because the oleander scorch. Um, I don't. It out. I don't know if the out. current. If the bug is not spreading, it is not showing. It was a sharpshooter that was yes. that was spreading it, and then there was the 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 oleander gall that would affect right. the, the flowers and the seed pods, and that had be, between between the two of those, it almost it almost wiped out oleander production in at least in Southern California. Right. Sure took it, it out it, of the middle of the freeways. It yes, took it, it out of the middle of the freeways. <clears throat> you know, when we first opened Poway, it was all over in the business park. There's not a lot of oleander, if any, left in the business park now. And I think it was probably because of the scorch. It's still or a the, durable or the shrub gone. when it's not dying. When it's not dying, yeah. yeah. Um, but it, we, got, we got to the point where we hardly carried them at all. Now we're starting to They're have trickling a few back in. coming back in a little bit. Um, but that happened right about the same time Monrovia got really into growing oleanders at one point. Do you remember that? And they had I, the dwarf ones. They had right. all they had all kinds of them, um, and that was right about the time that the market fell apart. The market <laughs> fell apart. Yeah, kind of yeah. unfortunate. It'd be something I would do. Exactly. Yeah. Right. You know what? I think one of the nicest, one of the best looking oleanders that was out there was the double red oleander, but it had the had the unfortunate habit of not dropping its flowers once they faded so you had a lot of dead flowers hanging all over the plant. I kind of like the apricotty kind of a salmon edge but it was an apricotty colored one oh, i vaguely remember that it was usually just it was white pink and red were the right. were the three colors that we we sold the most of when i moved into the house where i am now there was oleander along the fence as a screen between my property and the neighbors and I took out every other one and put in citrus and then as the citrus started growing I took out the rest of the oleanders and got rid of them and now it's a screen of citrus, citrus. yeah 
Very I nice. think it's a better better option. I like to harvest. Well, you can eat you can eat the citrus. Yeah. yeah. If I took care of the trees in the backyard and watered them, I would have fruit to eat off of them. But <laughs> yeah, I had to, I had to uh, pull my orange tree back from the brink of death last night after dinner. It was. It was it was not happy. It was because the it, weather got warm. It got it got warm, and it was in a pot, and it didn't get it didn't get as much water as it wanted. So I took care as of it as it wanted or as it needed. needed. Well, both. Okay, both. but it was very good of you to yeah to give yeah. it some. It'll be fine. It's it's <laughs> it's fine. Um, what else? oh it, the um, Musa Creek does a they highlight a a plant of the month in. Um, just out of all the natives that they grow. And they had an interesting one, um, if I could read my own writing, uh, Monardella. I can tell you I've heard the name. Monardella Viminia, and it's willowy mint. And it's a, it doesn't look like a mint at all, um, but the foliage smells like mint. Uh, but it has a really interesting blue flower on it um, when it's in bloom. The ones we have aren't in bloom, but there's a pic. They put a sign up with a with a picture of it uh, next to the plants. It's kind of a neat looking plant. It says it's very rare, uh, even though it's a native. Uh, it it and it's their it, plant of it the month. mentioned that it's rare and endangered, and it's the plant of the month. Excellent. So, so we had a had a few of those out there. Yeah, I'm stuck. I, Are you I, becoming a I, native I, plant fan? I go and take a look and see what's out there, and there's some. There, I do too. There's some neat stuff out there and from time I, to time. I, 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 I agree with that. I think I've only planted one. Um, uh, I planted a ground cover sage in our butterfly garden, which has just grown like crazy. Um, but yeah, there's some there's some neat stuff out there. I uh, totally agree. As I, a matter of fact, I was reclaiming my backyard last week. Two weeks in a row now, three full green spins, and I'm barely making a dent. But I found a manzanita that I planted when the girls were kids and living at home. Mm-hmm. It's now a big manzanita. It's probably 10 feet tall and probably close to that wide. Wow. And it's done well. Do you remember with, which one it is? I do not. Because that was the other thing. We, yeah. we sold manzanita. It, yeah. it was like one. Right. And now there's... A bazillion. Uh, there's a, tons of them. It's it's really kind of crazy. I'll I'll have to think about that. It's a. I think it's the large upright. That's a guy's name. Heard. Heard. Yeah. I think it is. I think Doctor Heard. Doctor Heard. Okay. Yeah. I think it is. Uh, you're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. If you want to give us a call, we would love to talk to you. Eight 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 three four four eleven seventy is the number. We're going to be back with more right after this break. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we're back. 
With more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, I am Ken Anderson along with David Ross and Mark Mahady. George Allman has the day off. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We'd love to talk to you. Um, I was reading an article yesterday about white garden snails, which I have not seen any in my yard. I know George has them in his yard in Penasquitos. He's got And he would tell people. you the but botanical name or there yeah, he knows what it is yeah. yeah he's very familiar Pys with paisana something or something paisana yeah some, something like that uh but at the end of the article and this was something that i had never heard before they said that if you're going to if you're going to go out and are you gonna freak everybody out now yeah because i it it kind of shocked me i was surprised i'd never heard of it um but if you're going to handle snails or plants that have snail slime trails on them uh, they, they recommend wearing latex or rubber gloves because the snails can carry rat lungworm disease which is a nematode that infects the brain and spinal cord of the infected of the infected person well, i've never I, heard of that either i had never heard of it either but then george reminded me that it was a couple of years ago down in australia some kid uh, college kid ate a slug on a dare okay well yeah. I, a lot of good college did him um ate a slug on a dare and he died from it that he got a the rat lungworm infection and died but i remember as i remember as a little kid, well i never wore gloves handling snails no we just went and picked them up and squished, squished them or, exactly. did, or, or, or whatever yeah, yeah we, we, we never never wore gloves I cannot believe you just brought that up. Well, they did say that they there was no known incident of of it in California, but they said yeah, the potential is there. Right. So. However, comma, how many people in this room have handled snails for how many days out of their lives without gloves? Yeah. And no, we're not eating. We're issue. not licking them or eating them either. Exactly. So, that, so yeah. I will stop licking the slime off of my hands to keep them from being sticky, and I'll wash mm. them from now on, and it'll probably be okay. Just wash your hands. Sure Don't freak be. out. But no, I'm not telling people just, to freak just out. Point I just, out, point I, it out. No, they're going to do it all by themselves. I thought it was, I it it was something that I had not heard of before. And Correct. So I was a, uh, I was somewhat. I'm glad somewhat you told surprised. me. Yeah. Keep you from going around and eating them, and then of course I said, "Well, you know, I I can't remember the last time I saw a snail in my backyard." And so George piped up with, "Well, oh yeah, that, that's because you have more rats than you realize." That's right. <laughs> so. That's why I don't have very many snails right now. Uh, let's see. Still in the still in the middle of mum season, we had some huge ones out. Those in the, mums are gorgeous right, right now. The ones that were in the cash pots, they're they're probably close to eighteen inches, two feet in diameter, and they haven't. They're they're fully budded up, almost solid with buds. They, the flowers haven't even really started opening yet, and they're going to be spectacular when they're when they're going. And then there was a one that we got back in that you really that liked. red and yellow. It's like ketchup and mustard. The ketchup and mustard rose. The top of the petals is dark burgundy, and the back of the petals is that yellow color. It's the I think huh. third or fourth year we've had it, and it is it's striking. We have a bunch in Poway up front. I would I'll assume take, they have them. You didn't even notice them, did I didn't, you? I did not notice those in particular. I did notice, though, I uh, saw a website the other day that popped up um, for one of these plant websites where they were selling uh, ketchup and mustard roses. Two two-gallon ketchup and mustard roses, $129. 
Hey, Why? but free shipping. That would be the one Why? we sell in five gallons for $35. Yeah, I was... The the amount of money that people get for plants online is it is astounding. It is ridiculous. It is, it is yeah. astounding. It is absolutely insane. And it's it, you know for a you know a year or two ago, well during the pandemic, it was house plants. Yes, and house plants just went crazy. And the common stuff. The, the became, common common yeah. stuff got to be insanely expensive. And in some cases, it still is. Uh, the last time we were back in raleigh uh we went to a garden center where katie had worked for a while and we were just wandering around and in their greenhouse they had five and a half inch hanging pots of string of pearls 46 dollars it it's a nothing plant i mean it it's it's not hard to propagate it's not rare it is not a nothing plant to those who want to collect it well i guess for was it was it by chance a variegated one no i don't think so Okay. No, I think it was just a re- just a regular because I remember I looked at it and I was like, "Holy, what, what the moly, heck? This is yeah. really ridiculous." Um, but yeah, even just common stuff that some of these online plant companies are selling, it's I, I they must be they must be getting it. Right. I, I bought a few of those because I was going to take them home and propagate them and make a ton off of them. You didn't kill it, did you? No, 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 no. The one that I could have made a ton off of. Ended up in Jacqueline's backpack oh, on her see. last okay. flight back to Charlotte. But was she it a variegated it. one? <clears throat> variegated Monstera. Oh, Monstera. Oh, I, wow, I, thought you were, I, I thought you were talking string, about the... Yeah. No, 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 no. The string no, of pearls. No, the variegated Monstera. And she really likes that plant. She loves that plant and wouldn't sell it. So it's part of her, air quotes, collection. Collection. Well, I've got that one grown by my back door yes you do and i remember when i got that i paid twelve dollars and 99 cents for it i that's where mine started and i do have a new piece that's variegated at home and Jacqueline has her proud collection and, and i growing nicely it is well it most of it's green most of it reverted oh, to the uh-oh. green and it's growing well but there was one branch that has put out new a new 50 50 half green half white branch and then we got in those tight constellations and I had to buy one of those, and that was ridiculous. I think that's the... the is that the one that Monrovia grew? Yes. And it might be the most I've ever paid for a plant, and it's in a six-inch pot. I thought it was a gallon, but... Well, they might call a it a squat gallon. Yeah. It's, um, it's pretty. I remember when Thai Constellations first hit the market, and we, we couldn't get them because the grower was back in Florida, but they were nowhere near what they're getting for them now, and it's no. and it's one and it it just doesn't make any sense because that's one of those plants that they can tissue culture so they can produce them like crazy. But they hadn't tissue cultured them yet. Now, now well, I think they did, I think they were doing it back then. My my reporters, my moles on the street, told me that the original tissue culture wasn't. The variegation wasn't holding, and they had problems with the original, hmm. okay. the original crops. And now I'm guessing what we're seeing is, though the successful ones are now coming up through the marketplace. The one from Monrovia that I got, there's probably three different heads in there, or three plants in there. So again, I'm going to divide it and sell it and get my original investment back, and just have 
a free one. It's yeah. a, the Monrovia ones are nice. I and it's I, done I, done very well. They always do. They, they always do a nice job. As a matter of fact, we have some other uh, plants from Monrovia that are in the store right now that you tipped me off to yesterday when we were making notes. What was it? <laughs> the avocados. Oh well, yeah. When you said in the store, I was thinking a house. Plant. Oh no, not a house plant. The no. avocados. They they have surprise and Haas, I think. Well, the Haas was what I was looking at, and it is a five gallon, but it's the size of a fifteen. Oh, wow. Planted, okay. they're more than six feet. They're nicely branched, beautiful, beautiful trees, and way more plant than a five gallon for a little bit more money than a five gallon, and just about as much plant as a fifteen gallon for much less money than a fifteen gallon. Hmm. They're they're really nice. If I needed a a Haas, which I do not, I would get one. But I might get a surprise. I may have to try another one. They're supposed to be really productive, more cold hardy, and blah, 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 and blah. And I don't know, George speaks highly of them, and once in a while I'll listen to what he has to say. (laughs) Uh, Liquid ambers are starting to turn color, color, starting to color up. Uh, As a matter of fact, I was... I was reading something yesterday that up in up in the Sierra, the aspens are starting to turn, which I will I'll find that out tomorrow. You'll probably see that on your see, way into. I will Reno. see that tomorrow in. Uh, we're, the, we have the trade show next week in Reno, so oh, Mel and cool. I Mel and I are flying up early. Um, spend a couple of days up in Tahoe. Um, maybe drive down you to the, drive down to the Gold Country. There might be snow up there. There was snow up there. It snowed last weekend. Um. I don't think there's any left now because it was. I looked at the weather for state line yesterday, and I think it was, I, I think it was in the high 60s or low 70s yesterday. It's going to be warm, so the the weather is going to be just nice. about perfect. Well, uh, for, yeah, uh, while we're up there, but the the color is starting to turn. The aspens are starting to turn. And when we were up there last year, the it, in some of the canyons, we drove down to Markleyville. It was a cute little town, and and just up at the top it's at the top of monitor pass um neat little town uh but driving through the canyons to get to to markleyville uh the aspens were just just stunning it was it was really pretty but uh, markleyville is one of those towns that that almost burned down when they had the big fire up there um, okay. not too long ago or uh, two years ago is I that guess? the town cut into the hillside not was really. I, was I with you at Markleyville? No, you did not oh, go to Mark. Oh, never mind. No, you, that was a uh, Virginia City. Okay, Virginia. That City. That was Virginia City. Super and, cool. Yeah, that was a. That's a. That's a fun place. That's a. That's a neat. Neat place. Now, now I know why they. Uh, oh, what was their name? The Cartwrights. The Cartwrights. Now yeah. I know why the. the they Cartwright, always used to go I, to Virginia I, City. Now I know why the Cartwright boys always like to go to Virginia City. <laughs> that's <laughs> what. Was, you know, that's where I was headed. Yeah. <laughs> it's a. It is a. It's a it's a neat place. It is, it is a it is a very fun place. No, we're gonna go someplace. To, Adventure Day is gonna be different this year. We're gonna we're gonna go somewhere else. Okay. So, uh, you're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We'll be back with more right after this.
Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we're back with more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady. George Allman has the weekend off. Um, I hope he's listening. Yeah. Um, you know what is a very, we've talked about it before, I, what I think is a very underutilized tree. Um, Do tell. Stenocarpus, the firewheel tree. Yeah. It's, it's not a big tree, beautiful evergreen tree. I don't know that I've ever seen any kind of pests on it at all. Really unusual flower to it. It's I've only the, seen one firewheel tree. It was gorgeous, but I've only seen that one in the ground. I've we. We had one on Galveston Street. I remember my dad planted one on, when we lived on Galveston Street, and we had we had one at Ticonderoga That's Street. That's the too. one I remember in the backyard. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was about what, maybe eighteen feet tall. Yeah, it was, it was a big, about, beautiful, dense evergreen tree. Very dense right. evergreen tree. Um, so they're slow growing. That's they're, the I think maybe yeah. that's the downside yeah. is they don't grow very quickly. But it's a that's a it's what made a, you think, what made you think about that? I saw one as I was walking through the yard yesterday we, had and we have the one that we planted out front it hasn't done much but now that you say they're slow growing i feel better yeah yeah, yeah. and then the i i didn't see them come in but i know we had ordered a few of them which i hadn't seen in a long time um san marcos growers had had some on their truck it was marcamias oh wow i haven't seen one of those in a long time i hadn't seen them and forever I, it, it we used to sell a lot of them yeah, it's a it's a great tree yeah. kind of a tropical looking thing right. with the with the nice pinnate foliage beautiful yellow flowers, yellow flowers. on the only upright. the only yeah. down yeah, very columnar yeah. very yeah. makes a makes a nice screen correct uh, the only downside is uh, the seed pods they yeah. produce they produce a lot of seed pods and the seed pods hang on the tree for yeah, a long time a while, yeah. but that in and of itself is is pretty is pretty minor com, yeah, compared to the benefits all, of it. Correct. And you know where they have a lot of those is in Delmar Village. There are street trees in Delmar Village. They're part oh, they're really? planted along 101. Yeah. Lucadia mm-hmm. Boulevard as well. When they redid that whole section from the freeway in, is I, w- I had a customer that I was showing those to a couple of days ago, and she said that the That's Lucadia Boulevard has those and the. African tulips, spathodias. Oh, spathodias. Okay, cool. You know, if you look for them, spathodias are all over the place. It's they're true. they're just not they're just not giant, huge trees like they are over in Oahu. But, but you do you do spot them fairly frequently around. Uh, see, we're going to go to the phones. We're going to go talk to Alan in Chula Vista. Good morning, Alan. How are you? Morning, guys. Doing doing good. Uh, sitting here as usual, listening to you guys, fascinated by everything you talk about. But you were talking about weeds when you first came on, mm-hmm. and um, I think I, I've been thinking myself, and you were have been talking about how invasive the weeds have been <clears throat> this last rainy season. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember calling in uh, at some point um, and asked you what's the definition of a broadleaf weed because. Ken, you had mentioned you'd like to go around and you'd like to just spray a broadleaf weed killer instead of dealing with weeds or digging them out. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then I called in later, and I said, what's the definition of a broadleaf weed? And the answer was anything with a flower. Is that is that true? Did I get it right? Kind of. You know, there there's broadleaf weeds, and then there's grass type weeds. And I think the main difference one is a one is a monocot, and, and the other is a dicot. If you want to get in get into it, but if you want to get a, into the a weeds, tra- a tradition <laughs> grasses will flower too, but it's not the same kind of flower that you'll find on on uh, broadleaf weed. Uh, grass grass flowers. Grass flowers look like grass flowers. I mean, that's about the only way I can describe it. They Bloom. they don't they don't they don't look they don't look like your your typical um, annual or perennial type flower. So that and you know and and grass looks like grass and broadleaf weeds are going to have just wider. <laughs> they're going to have broadleaves. They're, they're going to have broadleaves too, <laughs> and not not grassy blades. Yeah. And and it's and there's and then you then you have you have selective herbicides. There's a few out there that will kill grass on gra- grass weeds only. And then there's broadleaf um, weed killers, which will kill broadleaf weeds, without but, killing grass but weeds. B- without killing grass weeds. Um, but the broadleaf weed killers will also kill just about anything that's right. not a grass. So you have to be careful with that. And then there's um, non-selective herbicides like Roundup, Roundup or yeah. Remuda. And they kill everything. I mean, it doesn't matter what it is. It's going to kill it if it gets on there. Wow. That makes my thought process even more complicated. <laughs> the the um, weed that I'm, I'm thinking of is is uh, called Spurge. Mm-hmm. If I have the right, uh, right name for the right plant. Yes. Because that stuff is so invasive. Uh, I've got so much of it in my front yard. It, it's like it's way too much to, to dig out. And so I'm wondering if I shouldn't just go to the nursery and uh, with a sample of it and say, what would it take to kill this particular plant? Yeah, if it is spurge, and spurge is is, is very common, it's a very low-growing weed. It almost grows like a mat and has very small foliage on it. Um, I would say the foliage is, what, maybe an eighth of an inch long? Yeah, it's elongated, so. and it grows in a rosette from a single yeah. stem. It's a round, a round mat of and, weed and it has kind of a grayish green color to the foliage and a lot of times it has kind of a reddish center on the leaf um but bring some of it in and a broadleaf weed killer will take care of that very very but easily is it in the, his lawn or just in his yard because if no, it's, it's, it's in and mainly in the lawn i'm no. not sure why um it's uh, the front yard has a, a zoysia tenial folia mm-hmm. yeah. and it has such a mat that the 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 grass is almost gone it's just a mat now but there's a lot of that spurge weed in there and usually i get out there and just dig weeds but uh this stuff is just it's just too much yeah you definitely want to take a look at the you want to take a look at the label there there's a couple when you know there when i say there's broadleaf weed killers there's there's more than one and some of them do have some restrictions on them and they're typically for the warmer season grasses like uh bermuda Bermuda and saint augustine and i think um there may be one that has a has a warning for zoysia on it too so so Check carefully before you apply. Yeah, but I think I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think spurge is an annual. I don't. Do you remember? So too, isn't it it might very well be, but if you let it go, yeah, it'll it'll drop a buzz. But a I was going to say seeds. you could be, might be able to use a pre-emergent seeding, on yeah, it oh, in for, the next winter, in, for next year. Yeah. Um, but we should be able to come up with something for you to, to get that under control without okay. having to go out there and crawl around and and yeah. dig it out. 
I got an answer from a friend of mine that's a landscaper, mm-hmm. and he mentioned a product called One Shot, and he says primarily used by landscapers, and you have to get it through a landscape supply company. That's pr- that could be the case because I know that's one that we don't have. Uh, landscape supply company or um, Grand Jettos up in Escondido would probably have it too. Okay, and I'm not sure about the characteristics of that, but he said that's what he uses uh, in his landscaping. He also has a, a somewhat of a gardening business with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he said I always use one shot, which gives you the fertilizer and the some kind of a weed killer as as one shot deal. Oh, I see. yeah there there are there are weed and feeds out there uh, that will control broadleaf weeds. I don't particularly advocate for their use myself, just because you're putting the you're putting the insecticide over the entire area or the yeah. the herbicide over the entire area, and it's only going to be effective where the weeds are. So you're you get the benefit of the fertilizer and you do get the benefit of the weed killer where the weeds are, but where you're putting the weed killer down and there's no weeds, then that's just going to waste. So I, for me, I personally like uh, to just a spot treat and then feed separately, but yeah, that's, that's just, that's a, just right, a personal preference. Yeah. Do, yeah. Scott, Scott's weed and feed is like that. And I was looking yeah. at it and thinking, Oh my gosh, if, if that, insecticide doesn't land on the weed it's not going to be effective that is exactly correct yeah and and if you even if you use a drop spreader it's still granulated enough so you may not you may not get the weed at all yeah it's it 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 does work but like i said it's it's really a matter of personal preference as to uh, as to what you want to do but we can set you up one way or the other all right sounds good okay all right thanks thanks for the call alan have a great weekend enjoy the show thank you Thank thank you Uh, yeah, it's always nice to know that somebody else gets up at this ungodly yes. hour to, to listen to us. So. I think more down. people than we realize. Yes. Uh, classes today, fall bulbs with Kathleen in San Diego at 9 o'clock, and native plant planting and design with Renee Murphy at 9.30 in the Poway store. Have a great, great weekend, everybody. We'll be back here next Saturday with another hour of Garden Talk. Thanks for joining us on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor? Send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery.